We're kicking down this motherfucking door, and we're doing that. Let's get into it. If there's anything that could be haunted, for sure that fucking chair's haunted. Then again, the internet always wins. The internet always wins. Searching around about uh, this dock I found. Let's be frank, there's piss on the floor. Just pulled out of power and he was murdered by a firing squad. I'll start having pain. Okay, welcome back for another week. So uh, this episode was supposed to be the Jew and the Lotus. Uh, we had trouble playing that episode and watching. Uh, so this is now a milestone episode because we have surpassed the 200 episode mark. This is episode 203. So for the 203rd time, I'm joined by Mitch and Christian. Good day, gentlemen. Oh, oh, no. 203. That's, that's fucking wild. That's a long time. That's that's a lot of weeks. 203 weeks. So like that's what, four years? Um, yeah. That's, well, yeah. I think 204 would be what, four years? For anyone listening who has been here since the beginning, um, you're awfully quiet. Yeah. God damn. Are we not cool. dead yet? Yeah. That's uh, true. So I, I do remember we started in November. So our first episode aired. Uh, let me see here first. That was the China in the Clouds, right? No, first the first episode. episode was the first episode. It was on November twenty oh, first, twenty nineteen. The first was Damn. the first. Yeah. It was like a week ago. Yeah. Yesterday. So we're we've at, passed our four year fourth uh, birthday. We have surpassed four eps or twenty two hundred uh, two hundred episodes. Like that, that's fucking wild to me. Um, when we when we first started this, we started in Mitch's basement um, with literally no uh, equipment. Like I think yeah. I think our first episode was your basement recording on like an old shitty laptop I had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was a wax cylinder. Like yeah, we recorded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Christian lost it, <laughs> broke it. Yeah. Um. So. Oh, God damn. Well, so the very first episode was sort of like a, an introductory episode. Yeah. But the, we, first, the first actual doc that we did, was that bigger, faster, stronger? It was. Oh, oh, right. And that was, <laughs> not, not that anyone cares, I guess, but that was in your basement, Tyler. I believe so, yes. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and so that one was uh, November 29th. So that's uh, two days from now. So our first like actual doc episode um, yeah. will have been four years uh, on uh, Wednesday. So you're, people are listening to this on Tuesday, um, the 28th, and then the Wednesday will be four years since our first documentary episode. That's fucking wild to me that this is still going. And we've really only had one negative comment. Three idiots <laughs> it was not negative. It was more like, constructive they might have thought they were being negative but we took it as very constructive oh, yeah. criticism because we were all like he has valid points that's a fucking badge of courage 100 percent. yeah yeah, badge yeah, of courage. yeah it's like remarkably enough i know that we've only had like two or three comments period <laughs> yeah <but laughs> it's i i remember it basically word for word and oh yeah it's just 
Fantastic. So, yeah. You know what? Like I'm excited to get into the new studio. I bought drywall for it this week. Uh, so we're, we are moving uh, slightly ahead on that. Baby um, don't need that drywall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think we'll, we'll be able to do some more video. So that comment came from a, we through Podbean. Uh, mm-hmm. we put a few episodes up on YouTube, just the audio. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's where that came from. So hopefully we can get some more, uh, comments coming from YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, was his name Keith? I Whoa, don't, I don't remember. remember. The guy's name? That's crazy. I think it was Keith or it was Jeff. I mean, I can try and look it up. Austin Jeff. Some remember where Stupid he's from. Fucking name. Hey, okay. I don't know. Oh, well, <laughs> there's no way he's still listening. And if he is, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> if he is, he's our true fucking fan. Yeah. You're like, you talk shit, and then you're like, did they fix the quality? You're like, oh shit, they actually did. Yeah. Everyone else can, wow. they can go away now. That's cool. I appreciate it. But yeah, all we really need is Jeff. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. I, just, yeah. I honestly don't, I'm trying to look at where you, uh, what account, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. yes, I think I found it here. Um, that's funny. Yeah, we have technically four followers on on that. <gasps> Still, <laughs> those are just oh, inactive yeah. accounts that YouTube or Google hasn't dealt yeah. with yet. There's about to be some people from the middle of the earth. So we have uh, yeah. how many? Have, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven episodes on uh, YouTube. Eleven. Go yeah. check them out. Woo. Um. One, I, I assume it's this one. Uh, it has three comments. Oh, so did you respond back like super angrily, and we just don't know about it? Go fuck yourself, motherfucker! Like, so, why do we have snacks in our account? <laughs> the one, so the uh, episode with Mister Death, or yeah, Mister Death. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the one comment is tr- Trump. Uh, how do you say his last name again? Luther. Oh, Lucher, yeah. yeah. Trump Lucher 2024. Holy and, fuck. And then the other wow. the other You're person says asshole. Yeah, the other person says Loyster. <laughs> uh out of all of that, they were just fucking I guess we did fuck with his last name a lot because he even himself said it four different ways. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That talks haunts me. On Man with a movie camera, um, someone just posted a link to a YouTube uh, video. It says the movie. I don't want to click on it because I don't know exactly what it is. It's just Fair the enough. movie. Uh, you know what? Appreciate the support, though. If you're listening and that yeah. was you, that yeah. was cool. That comment might have been deleted because I don't see it anymore. He felt bad. No, we weren't actually upset. Yeah, we, Maybe we, his mom saw it and was like, you got to take this negative shit out. <laughs> down. His mom came into the basement and was like, get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Jeff. Uh, although the one video, so Doctor Mister Death says there's three uh, three comments, but uh, I only see two on here. So deleted. Maybe it was from there. Because if you leave a comment and delete it, no, it would. I don't know if it still has the count. Yeah. I so I, I assume it was that episode. Anyways. Cool. Well, that's yeah. fun. Yeah. That, well, it's, it's a little sad. I, don't know. I, I wish that had have lived forever. 
Yeah. It lives so, in our memories, guys. Have we? Our memories. This, that also means that we've done uh, three dog fests as well. Did we, have we done three? Because... No, I've the first one, and then the first two. Oh, because COVID happened. You guys yeah. created COVID. Well. Right. Yeah. And then we did last year's. So just two, yeah. Just All two. Right. Man, yeah. man. And hopefully we go back again this year. I don't see why not. Yeah. So we we should definitely talk to them about, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Live panel running yeah. running the Q and A sessions. Oh, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I think I think that's a great idea. Well, yeah, I mean, you're the producer, but I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> but I mean, the, the Q and A sessions would just be like normal Q and A sessions. Like we're not going to talk on it like we would yeah. a normal episode. I want to um, do like sixty minutes. I want to pressure these motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. No fucking no. softball questions. Hardball. I don't. That's crazy. I'll get nervous. We'll hand them out like a tampon first. Yeah. yeah. Like, listen, dude, we're, we're get in, ready, buddy. We're in Belleville. You don't. We don't have to get too crazy. It's okay. Um, but yeah, but no, I think I think kind of be really fucking cool though. I think that it would be cool, but it's a lot of responsibility, and there might be <laughs> situations where they're just like, "Hey, let's not do that and say that." Is it? Is it a big responsibility? Like. It's not like it's like a huge international film, excuse me, film festival. Yeah. I'm just, oh man, we're recording right now. I don't want to go to jail. With the current wave of things, when you have an event in the lovely country that we are in, the first 10 minutes, you have to go acknowledge that the land that we are on used to be something. I don't think you do that because that's kind of weird. We wouldn't do that though. They would be like, "You have to do it." I don't think they. I don't think they would. <laughs> so you're like Tyler. I uh, I don't know. That's where you can use your mind thing, and we'll just get like a ventriloquist puppet as a little native kid. And be like, he's saying it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think it'll be cool. I get like more integrated with the festival would be cool. Yeah, but because we yeah, and it would be good to know like what is going to be shown before it's like public so we have yeah. that much more time yeah because it was with a lot of stuff it was just like like if christian's a director like all right man so what did you what did you make and then it's kind of like well you don't know what um review like previewing right now so yeah. you're like all right shit we should have more information on this that being said like the hockey guy that guy was super cool yeah like all the people with that but uh, to like have questions from the audience and the uh, the panel, like director, producer, whoever uh, answering uh, these questions uh, would be would be great, uh, great content. Uh, I think it'd be oh, interesting for our, our listeners to hear. Yeah, I do feel like there's some people that we went to our that college that we graduated from, Tyler, may yeah. shoot this idea down like a fucking anti-aircraft gun. Why is that? But, I don't know. We just we know how certain. If I could sum are. it up in a single sentence, um, you are who you are. Whoa. You said was it. That, I don't. Know. Was that a dig against me? No, both of you. I don't. You went to school together. I didn't go to school with you guys. Yeah. We were beloved. I. What? Why I would you say that. we? Why would you say we? Why would you lump yourself with me, you crazy bastard? I think you were pretty beloved in the course. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. We'll see. 
Yeah. Did you do interviews? Because I didn't. Yeah. And you've been the places I've been, Tyler. <laughs> you've sh- seen the shit that I've seen. Yeah. You can watch Docs in jail for sure. Oh, yeah. Bro, yeah. They got Netflix. Oh, speaking of a new doc, there's some new uh, doc about um, John Gotti. Yeah, like, I, I started how, watching like, it. Op- awesomely gangster he is. Dude, I guess there's a scene where they're, he's in court for something. And one of the prosecutors just looks over at this guy that's in the mob sitting beside, sitting beside Gotti and was like, well, like, just to make it simple, like Christian's an informant and everyone, like it stops the court. And then the FBI is like, well, you just got that guy killed. Yeah. And four days later, the guy's killed 20 minutes after he's killed. They show up to Gotti's house and I guess he's in his car and they're like, yeah, so Christian got killed. And he's like, oh, what? Really? Huh. Well, everyone has their day and then just drives off. <laughs> so basically, like, yeah, I fucking killed them. Peace. They're like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So by all, crazy. by all accounts, he was a fucking like maniac. Like, yeah, dude, they call him the Teflon Don because yeah. nothing could stick to him. So yeah. he's basically just going out in the middle of the street, popping someone in the face and then like, I'll get away with it. Yeah. And it's, and, it's amazing to me that like, do you remember the show growing up Gotti? Yeah, it was like uh, it was like Jersey Shore before Jersey Shore. It was like yeah, that show was weird, man. It was like all about his like grandkids and great grandkids. And, yeah, and yeah. they just like hyped that like how awesome their grandpa was. Yeah, <laughs> it, was like, it wasn't fiction. No, it was no. a reality show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit! So it was like um, that Gene Simmons show, or yeah, we just Ozzy yeah. Osbourne, but with John Gotti. No, no, not John, John Gotti. Gotti. He was dead by that time. He's still dead. dead. His family, like his yeah. daughter and then like his grandkids who were just like, oh man. Like even Italians yeah. would be like, dude, we're not that Italian. And you guys were born in fucking the States, some, probably New Jersey or something. But yeah, I'll just remember them being in gold and like hanging out by a pool, <laughs> which I think that's what all mobsters do. Of course, yeah. You know? But yeah. It's fucking crazy. Wow. That being said, it would probably be pretty cool to be John Gotti. Besides the, like, you obviously don't have that part in your brain where you give a shit about people. No, but. But just like, I could go do this and I can go do that. Who has to give a shit about people when you have that much power? Uh, that's what people in power think today. I don't have that <laughs> much power. No. It would be uh, fun, though, wouldn't it? For like a day. So. Talking about I should be a documentary, like be a dictator for a day. Talking about uh, new documentaries, uh, I did watch uh, a documentary from a former, uh, or from a director that we formerly covered their their movie. Uh, cool. David Ferrier's new doc, Mister Oregon. Oh, oh right. is that that dude in New Zealand or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I bought it, so. Uh, so yeah, any sometime when you guys are over, we can watch it again because it's 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 not as fucking like it's not as jaw dropping draw jaw droppingly fucked up as tickled. Well, yeah, because tickled was an American. Yeah, but yeah, still, that's a good point. That's but that's you're still important. like fucked up. New Zealand's just like oh, he's a little wacky. I know he's more than a little wacky. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, okay. yeah, it, it's crazy. Like it's, it's something like if it happened to you in real life, it'd be super unnerving. And you're like, what the fuck? Whoa. 
but you're watching him play and you're still like, what the fuck? But you're not oh. like, holy shit, that's terrifyingly, what the fuck? Like yeah. fear for your life? I, I, if, if I was David Ferrier, I probably would have. I probably would have a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. It's, it, it's well worth a watch. Uh, I wish I had have been able to go see like the, uh, in theaters or the Q and a with them. Um, oh, that been cool. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, did, it, uh, did he have a premiere in Toronto? Uh, it wasn't a premiere. Like they had showings in Toronto last last month, but yeah. And I think he did like a virtual Q and a where like on zoom or something like that in the theater. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. Cause I, I think huh. he, he mostly lives in the U S now. Like I think he spends most of his oh, time. Really? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. He does the podcast with Dax Shepard and Monica. Yeah. So well, that's like a regular thing now. Yeah, 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 like flight, flightless yeah. birds, I think is fairly regular. Yeah, uh, I think it's like at least once a week. Yeah, and then armchair anonymous is maybe like once a month. Yeah. Um, and then, That's- yeah, yeah. So those are the two. And I think he's come out with a third one. But. Oh yeah. That's cool. And, and I think I said armchair anonymous. I meant armchair and dangerous. Armchair and dangerous. Yeah, that's that's his. That's yeah. his podcast with Dax and Monica, where they talk about conspiracy theories and like other weird stuff. Hmm. I stopped following the armchair expert because I forget who he interviewed, but it was someone that I was like, nope, fuck that. Yeah. Stop following the whole thing. God damn it. I forget who it was. I mean, like armchair anonymous is, is hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like that honeydew podcast where people just call in and like the craziest yeah. fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. Which is nuts. So like podcasts like that just kind of make me want to like when we're out in public, just stop random people and be like, tell me your craziest story or like not even like, just tell me a story that you might not think is crazy. And they're like, Oh yeah, I almost died when I was 12. And you're like, what? What we, the fuck? Like, we should make one called street meat. Where you literally, yeah. You literally <laughs> just stop people on the street and meet them like M E E T. Sounds like street meat. Yeah. yeah I like it. That's terrifyingly bad. Yeah. No, Tell me the so most good. traumatizing story. <laughs> street meat. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your street meat. I watched a doc uh, recently called Pez Outlaw. Pez and Outlaw. Yeah. It was on, I think I caught it on Prime. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but it was about an American who decided uh, to get into like uh, black market Pez dealing. He was sort of OCD, um, insatiable about collecting things. He was the guy. Uh, at first, he started collecting uh, cereal boxes, mostly for the toys and the different like fronts, like covers that they would have, the box images. Uh, and then he realized that they were doing promotional shit on cereal boxes. So he would go to the dump and sift through and get people's discarded cereal boxes and submit thousands of uh, like mail-in prize yeah, the points things like the coupons. <clears throat> and so he was getting so like he got cars and trips and he's getting the whole toys. fucking catalog. Yeah. Um, but so that's why now cereal boxes and their mail-in 
promotions say limit one per household, that was him. Cause he, he was like the only person that ever did this. He mailed in thousands of these things and they were just, they were sending like 1200 different toys to this one address and oh, man. they shut that shit down pretty fast. But, uh, so when that shut down, he had to sell all of his stuff cause he collected it. And now he can't really be obsessive about it. Um, so we went to a toy show, sold a handful of that stuff, and then saw someone walking around dealing uh, Pez, like, out of a briefcase, like, fairly expensive toys, and he just was enamored. It was like the heavens opened up, because there's so many different ones, uh, so many different variations, yeah. and he could just sort of fall down the rabbit hole with it, and uh, yeah, he did. So he he was importing technically illegally because Pez was split between uh, the world and the U S like Pez USA was its own thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they wanted exclusive control over their market, including determining what Pez from Austria, which I think is their headquarters uh, actually made it to the States. So they could, they could make their own Pez for the U S market and they could cherry pick from Austria what they wanted to be sold uh, in the States as well. So uh, he was enamored by this idea of getting Pez that you couldn't typically get in the U.S. uh, and selling it directly at toy shows and to other Pez collectors, mostly at like Pez conventions. But uh, yeah, so I I, I like the, the height of his... Um, like Pezzomanium, Pezzomanium, yeah. yeah. He uh, he was bringing in like five hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise, like tens of thousands of Pez. So he, he was just going like bags. straight to China or like where were Austria? Like, they're actually made in Austria. Yeah, they were like designed, housed, distributed, manufactured. That's fucking cool. all in Austria. So he went there with his son a couple of times, met like the president of uh, Mr. Pez, Mr. Pez himself, the Whoa. president. Does he talk like <laughs> the <a> president? president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's talks yeah. like a South Park Canadian. He's got one of those voice boxes that he has to lean his head back and sounds like a robot. Did they ever make like a Kaiser Pez or like a little Hitler Pez? They definitely did not. Well, how old is Pez? Is it like that old? It's not that old. Oh, okay. No. I mean, the little Hitler one would look fun. I think like late 50s, though. Yeah. See? Yeah. That's that's too late. Remember when? Yeah. So, anyways, he just went fucking nuts. Eventually kind of got stiff-armed by Pez USA because he was like taking out full page newspaper ads. Oh, this guy's fucking psychotic. He went crazy. Like, tried to run a legitimate business completely under the table. Um, the only thing that allowed him to do it technically sort of legally, or at least without restriction was that Pez USA didn't register with imports and customs department. You dumb motherfuckers. Like the Pez patent. Like if they had to have submitted Pez to yes. import and border control. Open and shut case. Yeah. They would have just looked through that list and seen the name Pez, that there's copyright uh, 
like regulations to go through. Yeah, they own the license. Yeah, they own yeah. the license. They would have just stopped his import outright because he would be walking through the airport with like seven duffel bags full, like big fucking military duffel bags. And when was this? Full seventies, eighties, uh, early early eighties, mid eighties, nineties. He'd still yeah. kind of walk, just walk onto a fucking flight. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that one. He does say that. Yeah, that's so crazy. But, um, yeah. So, anyways, Pez USA kind of shut him down. He got so big that he decided to make his own Pez. <laughs> if you submit an order to Pez in Austria, they will manufacture your whole order, even though it's custom. Like they'll refit their whole factory to produce these Pez for you, like custom custom Pez. And uh, so, what's the minimum order for custom Pez? I think it's like 500,000 units. So what you're saying is we should have Pez dispensers of ourselves made. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's three different versions. We got to like <laughs> glue our heads together or something. Yeah. Oh, a three headed Pez. That's a fucking good idea. Yeah. For so, the fat kids, North America. So our Pez. just so yeah. everyone knows, Pez was invented in 1927. 27? 1927. Bitches. Uh, Pez is a, an abbreviation of Pfeffer Ermenzen or Ermenzi, which is uh, German for peppermint. Ew, God so damn. Peppermint? Yeah. That's gross. I guess it's like a mint dispenser. Yeah. Damn. So, but there's no, I don't, like it lists all the flavors here. There's no, I don't see a, uh, a mint flavor. So there's grape, cherry, orange, lemon, strawberry, raspberry, cola, sugar cookie, fizzy, sours, Candy corn, cotton candy, vanilla, or sorry, vanilla cupcake, banana, likey, mango, coconut, chocolate, and dragon fruit. But there's no mint. That's fucking there's, wild. There's no mint. <laughs> they know kids don't like mint. I never thought I'd be shocked about that. But anyways, yeah, so he, he goes nuts, manufactures his own Pez, brings them over here. Ships it in. Um, was he doing like celebrity heads and like doing no, all he that did shit like or? custom stuff. Oh, okay. Like, he would like, like draw his players. own. Okay, That's submit cool. them to the Pez factory. Huh, do nice. correspondence on how to Damn. like sculpt it. Yeah, pretty neat. Uh, and then Pez USA decided that they still didn't like that, <laughs> so they they took his exact designs. They bought like the first ten cases uh, so that they would be guaranteed to get each of his new designs. Uh-huh. They also manufactured them like fucking super fast. And at the same Pez convention that he um like broke onto the scene with his own line of Pez now, uh-huh. uh Pez USA also had a booth at a Pez convention for the first time ever. They never went in yeah. an official capacity. Pez USA just left the secondary market to its own devices, but uh, they decided that they would go to this one because they wanted to smash the Pez Outlaws new uh, venture with his own line. And they made identical copies of his Pez and they just labeled them as like a new like line of Pez that they were releasing called Pez Misfits. And undercut him completely because he was selling like his name brand Pez dispensers. And that had never happened before. Like personalized non Pez regulated 
Pez dispensers yeah, that didn't exist. Because like, who has that much money and interest? Yeah, to want to print like a lot of Pez dispensers, that's like fucking nobody. Yeah, so it was pretty remarkable. Like his breakout onto the scene, and uh, yeah, like the very first day that he was going to. Um, like offer up his his custom line, they were going to be like twenty five bucks a pop. Um, Jesus. Well, I mean, some of these things went for like eleven thousand dollars. What? So, so crazy, crazy shit. Do you know oh. what the most valuable Pez dispensers are? Is it the Hitler one? No, there. Oh. There's three political donkeys. Oh. <gasps> each valued what? at over thirteen thousand dollars. Sick. Those one cool. of which was owned by JFK. What? Got a little blood. <laughs> has a little bit of blood on it. Yeah. Uh, he was reaching for a Pez. So there was also uh, the highest verifiable sale of a Pez dispenser was a private sale of a Mickey Mouse soft head at $7,000 between an Austrian dealer and a U.S. collector. That's funny that it's wow. like official. Cause does that mean there's some like black market? Like people are dying yeah, over Pez Pez's? Outlaw. Yeah, Pez sure. Outlaw. That's fucking crazy. Oh yeah. So like Pez outlawed and like, substantiate the name he was so big on the pez scene that pez usa hired multiple private investigators to follow him all across europe Mm -hmm. to try and figure out like who in the factory over in austria he was dealing with yeah like who he had connections with where he was staying where he was selling they couldn't figure it out no they never found him like it was wild like this guy's nuts and so to top it all off he's a farmer he, yeah, he actually is a farmer. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, so, yes. Yeah, farm hopes and dreams? Now, yes, along with horses. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Pez USA fucking destroyed him, left him, like, $2 million in debt, and, uh, yeah, kind of totally fucked him. But, Corporate America win. Yeah, sort of to be fair, he was, like, a huge player. Like, he disrupted the market and inflated the value of shit, like, you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. Um so like just the content of the doc was fucking thrilling. It was entertaining as fuck. I had nothing else to watch. I was just sort of grasping at straws and I saw this and said, what the hell? But, uh, I gotta say for as much as I kind of shit on docs that ride the line of like TV movie, reality TV over dramatized, um, this one, went so far in the other direction of like on that same vein of being incredible that it's, it's one of the most remarkable dramatized documentaries I think I've ever seen. Unfortunately, like we haven't, we haven't watched it yet, but we yeah, definitely got to watch it. We will put it we on the list. list. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's like a, something that you'd never think of that yeah. story too it definitely sounds like it's taught in like business school is to be like hey make sure you got all your shit fucking yeah like you have all your licensing and yeah. everything because there'll be people like this it's too easy yeah but yeah that's what yeah. yeah this guy's still alive yeah Maybe it was full dude to fucking talk to. incredible he's fucking nuts he but, still hates pez yeah hates or eats both yes yeah. yeah, it was incredible. Like the the drama, like mostly the reenactments. The story was really, really well told. Yeah. This had like a giant budget, I'm sure, because um, they they had he played himself. Actually, that's this is just nuts. It's oh, so fucking whoa. cool for like uh, back in time reenactments. 
he they just dyed his beard and he put on <laughs> like the same clothes that he was wearing and he just did all the his own reenactments like he did his own stunts it's like killing fields <laughs> unfortunately yeah it's a lot like the act of killing of um, killing, yeah. But so there's like this 75 year old man like shuffling through the airport with 220 pounds of Pez on his back <laughs> and like a long, long brown beard instead of a white beard in his talking head interviews. And uh, but so he they they did one reenactment that I I want to spoil it, but I could never do it justice, so it's not a big deal. He's talking about he was a machinist by trade prior to his outlaw career. Um, as a Pez cowboy, and when he was at work, he would read Tom Clancy. So, like, I fucking love Tom Clancy, right? So, like, this scene is gonna knock your socks off. It's fucking cool. Uh, he's sitting at his workbench. He sets machines up like CNCs to just make part after part after part, and he has to check every fifteenth one. So he's got like ten minutes between quality control checkups, and uh, he reads Tom Clancy in the meantime. And the reenactment is about uh, what's happening in the book at oh, the time. That's super cool. So, like, he, he sets up his machine. This is the reenactment. He sets up his machine, sits down in a slump, and then just picks up the book and just, you can see it's like the Alice in Wonderland. Like, he just sort of falls into, into the, the pages. Book. Yeah. But then, like, uh, this, like, the, the outskirts of the screen darken spotlights shoot onto him so he's like alone on stage it looks like and then like secret agents tether like zip line down from the ceiling and guys run in like close quarters combat SWAT style with flashlights on their guns like in full SWAT gear it looks like special forces stuff night vision goggles and they surround him and it's just they transform his little machine shop into like a Tom Clancy scene it's the fucking coolest thing and then when they have him like uh go back through the airport what it was like to go into like uh, the interrogation room because he's carrying like tens of thousands of one item so they kind of thought he was bringing drugs back and they knew what pez was like this was in the 80s yeah they just thought that all the candy was cocaine like pressed into bricks so they pulled him aside and they dumped it they verified that it's not drugs and that he does kind of have permission to smuggle this stuff back more or less that was all reenacted and it was super cool. And, uh, yeah, it was just, it was one of the most fun documentaries I've seen in a while. It was like good lighthearted content, but it had like serious undertones to it. And he was quite a character. It was a blast. Super, super cool. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to watch that. Um, so I'm just looking up this list. It's like the 25 best documentaries of 2023 so far. Um, do we want to hear some that are on there? Yeah, sure. Have we seen any of them? Uh, myself personally, I have not. I'm just oh, looking, so we, looking we through. Have, we haven't done it through the I show. I haven't watched any new ones. No, I'm looking through. The, oh, I have seen one of them. I have seen one. So, uh, yeah. So the, uh, the first one on the list is one called sometimes when we touch, uh, it's, it says this music doc chronicles the most, 
mostly untold story of soft rock, the genre whose artists dominated pop music worldwide in the 70s. Think the Carpenters, Barry Manilow, the Pina Colada song, only to crash and burn in the 80s. The pioneers of the rock pop sound chronicle the rise, or the pioneers of the rock pop sound chronicle the rise and fall, as well as one of the most unlikely comebacks in music history. So, if you like, soft rock is going to come back, apparently, soft rock made a comeback. Yeah. When? I don't know. Now? That might be cool. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Breakpoint is a tennis doc. Uh, let me guess. Not going to be good. I mean, it's listed as one of the top 25 best. There's only been 26 released. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's one called Super League, the war for football about soccer. Oh. Uh, the 1619 Project. Uh, it's a six-part series that cons- uh, places the consequences of slavery on the and the contributions of black Americans at the forefront of our nation's history. So our nation equals the USA. Sounds lighthearted. There's oh. one called Pamela, a love story about Pamela Anderson. Ooh, I saw the oh, love story. I heard that's really good. Yes, yeah. I Yeah, I feel like I've heard this uh, talked about on the CBC. She was on Q. Yeah. That would make yeah, sense. Yeah, it was a great episode. Cool. And then there's yeah. The Reluctant Traveler, which is a uh, series with Eugene Levy. Levy. Uh, cool. It's a travel series. Uh, oh, okay. I have seen parts of Emergency NYC as well. So it basically follows like emergency responders in New York City, mostly like uh, paramedics and stuff. Pretty cool. Man, That's I did that. So fucking heavy. <laughs> I I watched a doc like that once, like randomly. I chose it after work one day, and it turned out to be that uh, French brother duo that was following that uh, firefighting precinct yes. yeah, yeah. ladder 99 or something or ladder yeah. one maybe um and then they were there on 9 11 yeah 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 so i don't think i'm gonna watch like emergency response docs in new york city anymore right it's just a bad time uh cool. and then there is uh, little richard i am everything so oh that would probably be good about little richard so the one I have seen as a doc, the full one was longest third date, which was actually kind of fun. So these two, uh, this, these two people meet, like they go out on a blind date and I met through an app or whatever. And, oh, yeah. and then they go out on a second date. And then for the third one, he's like, Hey, like crazy thing. Like want to go to Costa Rica with me? So they go to Costa Rica and then while they're in Costa Rica, like everything shuts down because of COVID and they spend like, um, like three months in, in Costa Rica together, like on a, <laughs> on a third date. Yeah. Did, are they still together? Is like that I, how that ends? I don't know if they're still together. The children in Costa Rica. That's the place to do it. That's where Tyler did it. Uh, that's an and then there's uh, a Michael J. Fox doc called Still oh Oh, I've heard about this Still a a Michael J. Fox movie Still but he can never be Still they didn't use a Steadicam guaranteed self film so like what the fuck is going on Uh, oh there he is and then uh, 
this one called Bama Rush. Apparently, hashtag Bama Rush took over TikTok. Uh, Is it about like Alabama or about- yeah, sororities uh, at University of Alabama? Oh damn! Yeah, not a raping. No, that's fraternities. So they girls can rape too, Tyler. That's true. That is true. So I started watching this next one on on uh, Netflix, but I I didn't finish it. Uh, it's called The Deepest Breath about like free diving. Oh, I heard a lot man. about this. Yeah, I, my, I think my brother watched it. He said it was really cool. Yeah, it's like that tunnel dock. That shit will just make my palms sweat and oh, I'll yeah. freak out, especially if it's on like a giant TV. Which one? Oh, just like uh, free diving free, shit. Oh, free yeah. solo. Free, yeah. just I'm saying, watching free solo of a guy hanging oh, off. Yeah. A- like oh my god oh my god so these dudes are like the bottom of the fucking ocean like wait they can't just be like no time out i don't want to do this anymore like you get to a certain depth where you have to like wait at certain levels or you'll get the bends yeah so what the fuck all of this and then there's another one about uh it's called the league about the negro league of baseball oh yeah okay so that would be interesting i it says now out on video on demand, so I don't know exactly what video on demand's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and then there's one called Kokomo City uh, about uh, profiles for black trans sex workers hmm. in, in Atlanta and New York City. If there's ever been someone more intersectional, I have not heard of them. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> black trans sex worker in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Mm. And then there's Ste- uh, Stephen Cur- or Stephen Curry, underrated. Uh, so that's on the list. King Cole uh, talks about the Appalachian uh, coal mining towns. Hmm, that'll probably be good. Yeah. Yeah, and just like if they, yeah, that'll probably be good because that's just a. It's probably super sad because of just the, like what coal companies did to that area and right. Like, they still, of just uh, like how. <clears throat> they run everything like it's fucking crazy apparently so probably- this one as of November 17th was out in theaters it's called Our Body a three hour documentary like what? that's what? that's crazy yeah uh, it's an emotional study of the diverse patients in the gynecological unit of a Paris hospital bro we're gonna see some, you're gonna see some puss in that I, I feel like yeah, yeah I don't know if I want three hours of it though French puss, three hours of French puss. Uh, and then there's the heart of Invictus. Uh, it's about uh, Prince Harry's Invictus Games. Um, so basically, it's uh, it's like a Olympics for uh, wounded and injured uh, vets. You blew your arm off in Afghanistan. Let's go for a run. I guess so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then uh, there's Invisible Beauty about. Uh, a uh, fashion trailblazer named Beth Ann Hardison. Oh no! So, <laughs> sorry, she, she. Sorry, I lied. She co-directs it. I didn't read. Uh, yeah. So it's just about fashion, I guess. Then oh, there's one called okay. Supermodels, also about fashion. Are they still a thing? I thought they got all canceled. There's Beyond Utopia. So oh. it's about North Korea. Oh no! Yeah. yeah, that's probably a good one. Huh. I heard that is a pretty sweet utopia. And then there's one that I've been meaning to watch on Netflix, but I haven't. 
I haven't watched it yet. Called Sly. Oh, I heard that is good. Yeah, about Sylvester yes. Stallone. Yeah, yeah, I heard it's good. Uh, and then there's Stamp from the Beginning, 20 Days in uh, Mariupol, American Symphony. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, those are the top 25 of this year so far. Huh. Well, that's a pretty cool list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Diverse too. yeah, a lot of different subjects. There's, there's nothing out there that like really jumps off the page at me like that. I'm like, oh, I really have to see that. Um, I mean, the North Korea one. I always just like watching shit on North Korea. True. Yeah, the league. I, I really want to watch the Negro League one. Well, yeah, that too. Because the only thing I've ever really seen on that is the Ken Burns baseball. Like when he talked yeah. about it, and yeah. The Yogi Berra doc from a couple years ago was was really really good. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not the Hanna Barbera guy. He's a baseball player. Oh, I was gonna ask. That was definitely he's a baseball. Uh, not so, what I was thinking. Apparently, apparently, uh, Hanna Barbera stole the name and Yogi Berra oh, really? from Yogi Berra. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. So. Huh. Because basically, like, Yogi Bear was a fucking phenomenal baseball player, like really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't your stereotypical like good-looking athlete. He was short. He was kind of like funny-looking. Um, oh, the market, guy. But he was hilarious. Like, so there's things called like yogiisms, basically like little, uh, um, like sayings, like. You know, one of his most famous ones was when you get to a fork in the road, take it. Like you have like little little quips like that, that like little sayings. Um, and basically that overshadowed his baseball career. Like I I was gonna say I don't believe he's in the the Hall of Fame, but I, I could be very wrong. But like it, or I he I think he is. He must be. But uh like when people talk about like the greatest baseball players of all time, like he's mm-hmm. probably top five, but he's never he, he's never mentioned with those uh, with those players. Yeah, and that's oh. what the uh, the um, his family basically blames that on people. Like just like perceiving yeah. that he didn't take it serious or whatever. Yeah, because he was just hilarious. Wait, so like statistically, he's one of the top five greatest players ever to live, but he's also funny. Yeah. So (laughs) I feel like like, that's a great combo. Oh, yeah. You ever watch American Baseball, buddy? You bring an ounce of humor into that. They're like, get the fuck out of here. Stop taking this like a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And and he was just like a pretty lovable guy, like like an all around, like just nice guy. Like this guy's nice to kids. What Uh the fuck? We're playing goddamn baseball. This isn't a game. Oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, wait, it is. Especially at that time, because he'd be like, hey, man, how much are you making? Like uh, 13 cents a game. Yeah, shut the fuck up and let's have fun. Oh, okay, yeah, we could do that too. Yeah. So it's funny. Like, there's, I'm reading through another, like, the uh, the first article was from someone. Uh, I forget what this one. Then there's, like, another article from uh, Esquire. And there's a lot of, like, it's, again, the best 23 of 2023 or something like that. There's, yeah. a, there's a lot of crossover, but there's a bunch on here that kind of look more interesting. Oh, uh, cool. Like, there's one called Telemarketers. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's about uh, Patrick J. Pespis. 
He's a man of the people, it says. And the great and by far the greatest documentary character of the year. Ooh. So, you know, like telemarketers. Well, the Safty brothers, uh, they're the ones who made uh, Uncut Gems, right? Oh, with okay. with Adam Sandler. So they produced yeah. they produced this docu series. Cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, it's a it's a do it yourself takedown of the corrupt telemarketing industry. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then there's one on from Netflix called uh, Wrestlers. It's the same guy who made Last Chance You and Cheer. Oh, uh, Billy Corbin. No, Greg Greg Whitley, Whitley. Oh, always, yeah, oh yeah, no, yeah, I got that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Those Last Chance Yous are good. Yeah, it's um, probably like collegiate wrestling or something. Yeah, wrestlers is about wrestling. <laughs> but like wrestling, yeah. like fake ass wrestling. Uh, yeah, I believe it, like like WWE type shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get hurt for a play. Crazy. Yeah. So, uh, in his profile of Ohio Valley Wrestling, the lesser known competition of WWE and AEW. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Doing all the drugs in Ohio. Uh, and then there's other, like, there's one about Stan Lee coming out on uh, um, Disney Plus. Looks cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty much the the only other ones that weren't on the list. Oh, cool. So, do you guys remember the very first doc we did this year in 2023? The first doc we did this year in 2023. Yeah, I feel like no. you have the list, so you know. Oh yeah, I do. This is a, this head. is a real question. Don't like. Oh. Uh, let me see. What well, don't see? You can't. What? I'm the only one playing this fucking game. No, okay, I, guess yeah, I don't know. I didn't look, uh, but I have really no fucking clue. Yeah, no idea. We did Paris is burning. Paris. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Voguing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's uh, probably still burning. Drag party thing. Drag ball. Yeah, that was fucking cool. That was a surprisingly cool dog. Yeah, that was a cool one. Yeah. It made me, not that I was a huge fan, but it made me kind of hate Madonna. Every time I hear that song, Vogue, I just, I get I mean, irrationally upset. I really have no right to be, because I'm pretty sure that she did good things for the scene in the community. Yeah. But it, it just makes me think that she stumbled upon something that she thought was really cool, took it wholeheartedly, like lock, stock, and barrel. And then never talked about it again. She yeah. had a hit song, made a million dollars, and then just kept on going forward. You know, she was British for like six months. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. She that did like it. interviews. And like her. Oh, now, my God. Like legit. <laughs> I thought like, she meant she was born there and lived for six months. No, 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 no. no. Oh. When she was like Madonna, we'd be like, could I? I like my tea. And they're like, what's. Holy shit. Yeah. And now she's like straight movie. Like her fucking. Social media videos are hilariously fucking crazy. In another weird way, Madonna has come up in my life sort of in, an, uh, in another weird way. Um, she had a bagpiper play a fairly difficult and famous competition song. Really? As an intro to one of her songs. Oh, so now you love her. No, I still don't like it, uh, but it's pretty cool. It's a good tune. But uh, oh, 
Yeah. So, but yeah, Paris, yeah, Paris is burning was cool. Guys, yeah. I, f- I found another list that has a documentary that I have to watch. Oh, about okay, baseball. No, it's called Carpet Cowboys. <gasps> oh no, buddy, <laughs> you can be in this. It's okay. So, if you guys don't know, no, so, I don't know the carpet game like you do. No, so where where would you say? 40, India. 40% of the world's carpets are made. Yeah, India. No. Uh, Fuck. And I don't mean just like area rug. I mean like carpets, like wall-to-wall carpet. carpet. Oh. Um, wall-to-wall? What? I, Minnesota. Dalton, Georgia. What? Yeah, wow. That's like the carpet. 40% of the world? All the 40, cotton. Yeah. 80% of American-made carpets and 40% of the world's carpet. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Dude, that means that it's there's like, goddamn like a monopoly. carpets in China that say made in the U.S. That's like yeah. the one thing. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, Holy so, shit. so basically whenever we, yeah, we order carpet at work, it's coming from Dalton, Georgia. Really? Almost guaranteed. Yeah. Wow. So this doc's about Dalton, yeah. Georgia? Well, it says uh, carpet cowboy weaves among a, a cast of idiosyncratic personalities in Dalton, Georgia, the so-called carpet capital of the world, where eighty percent of carpet American carpets are made, and forty percent of the world's carpets are produced. Uh, your son goes up. Are you going to take him there and just cry? Yeah, You're like son, you don't know this. This town's made you. <laughs> <laughs> I sell uh, carpet, carpet accessories. If this town wasn't here, you wouldn't have the nice house that we have. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> go and educate him on the carpet game. That's right. So yeah, I think I, I I have to watch that. Fuck yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, and then just talk about it at work. I like, will. Guys, <laughs> you gotta watch this. <laughs> Make it a part of like a hiring process. Oh, you haven't seen this yet? <laughs> Get out of here. You're fired. Yeah. Um. This yeah. might be an unfavorable or preferable request or proposition. Do you guys want to go through each doc? That we did this year? No. Or like just my game. <laughs> no, you don't? Okay, fine. Yeah. I mean I I think that that's fifty two documentaries. Almost. Yep. Yeah. Fifty one. So, yeah. So but, yeah. Was there yeah, any this year that we had on the list that we like this one that we didn't find? No, I think this is the first one this year that we, we couldn't watch. Uh, there, there is one that I missed completely. Um, rivers and tides. Yes, I don't know what I was doing. I missed that one. Though. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? Art. <laughs> yeah, it was about the that artist. I can't remember his name. Scottish guy. John John. Oh, uh, Andy Goldsworthy. Yes. Goldsworthy? Yeah. You watched the doc and you remember it. I got it right. I'm here. pretty sure I did, and I don't yeah. remember anything about it. Um, was it good? Yeah, it was good. Okay, yeah, like I'm not a huge art guy. Like fucking landscape. I was just, I was just having this conversation with someone. Like, I'm not cultured enough to like appreciate the the nuances and like the like going to the Louvre doesn't interest. And I fucking love museums. Like, I really love museums. But like going to the Louvre and like staring at a picture that I could probably look at the same online. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't appreciate the, like the brush strokes like I should. Um, I think, I think you just have to know more about like the creation of it. Like, I feel like the but three of I, us, 
but dude, the three of us in a museum, and like if we showed you like a Caravaggio painting or some shit like that, and Christian and I just geeked out on this dude to be like, no, Tyler, this is the guy that made this. He'd be like, all right, that's pretty fucking crazy. Sure, but I can do the same thing us sitting in a room and looking at those pictures online. Yeah, but the actual painting, like this is the canvas that he touched. Like that's fucking wild. So it, like, let's do this for a second. Let's get into it. Um, Caravaggio is like a, a great example because he would hire prostitutes for religious figures in his paintings. He would like get real dead bodies and yeah, he did, like them. the wildest shit. Man. Like, fucking straight kill, straight up killed people. Yeah, and, and like <laughs> so those like on those canvases definitely could have been fighting with someone or just gotten back from a fight, walked into his painting room and like sneezed and there's blood on the canvas. So he had to like paint over it yeah. like that. That really could be the case. Sure. Or, like a, a little slice mark or a poke mark could have been yeah. his sword. Cause he was drunk as fuck. But that, that kind of shit definitely does help in liking a piece of art or not because it could just be a landscape it could be whatever but this like the biography of it like does definitely help yeah. like going to see the mona lisa like does that interest yeah, I don't know me about that one. yeah i don't actually have an interest in that either no but yeah. some some art is remarkable to yeah. see in person i saw uh in montreal i saw salvador dali and it was just a regular old still life not really that good or special. There was no point to it, really. I didn't think so. But um, on the other side of it, uh, so I guess I in in reverse order, I saw a portrait that Salvador Dali did. It was just of a woman, non nondescript. It was just kind of there. But uh, I walked around the other side to go look at something else, and I turned around, and this painting was in a like a two way visible. Uh, display so you could see the portrait on one side and then in a clear glass box on the other side was half of a still life and i was like oh fuck (laughs) so i guess he painted the still life uh thought it was okay whatever but then he got a commission to do a portrait for someone sort of famous but he didn't have any active canvas like ready to go so he just took this canvas of his painting of still life literally just cut it in half with a knife and then painted this portrait and gave it to the person but now there's a double-sided painting both authentic dollies and one of them is half of a like a still life portrait so it looks like he painted if you didn't know it looks like he painted like a bushel of grapes half of a wheel of cheese and half of a flower vase with one and a half flowers in it, which sounds very dolly. But then you realize that he painted the whole thing and then just said, fuck it and cut it in half. And it was pretty cool to see. Cause I'd never, I've never heard of either of those cause they're not remarkable paintings on their own, but it's kind of one of those things that you can't appreciate unless you see it in person. And you know, they're like, Oh shit, it was that guy that did that. That's, yeah, yeah, that guy's cool. That yeah, that person touched that. But like, but yeah. yeah, I, I love guess taking Tyler to an art museum. Hmm. Yeah, I love like history museums, nature museums, everything. Like, I will fucking go to any museum. But 
uh, like I'd probably go to Louvre just to say I went to Louvre, but yeah. I mean, I I would fund a trip for us to go to a modern art museum, and I'm like, all we can do is talk shit, and we have to like <laughs> openly very be very verbal on this because it'll just be like blank canvases on the wall, and we're like fuck off, this is nothing. We're like no, you don't see you have like no, no, it's nothing. This is dumb. God damn it. Yeah. In Montreal, yeah, never mind. In Montreal, there's a cool one. I don't like modern art. I think it's kind of pointless. But I will say there was one that caught my eye for sure. It was just a white, straight white, uh, not white, sorry, yellow, um, straight yellow canvas. They Ooh, had painted it up. I know it's groundbreaking. They uh, they painted it, and then while the paint was still wet, they took an exacto knife and slit down the middle, just like six inches of a 24 inch painting and uh, then just walked away and let it dry. But when it dried, obviously it's like wet canvas. So it kind of curled, it curled back. It tightened up a little bit because the paint does that, um, which naturally created like a, a wider split in it it naturally shortened up the canvas because it, uh, when the paint dried, but that means that when you light it from the top or the side or the front or the bottom, whatever, no matter how you light it, the gradient from the outside to that slit is perfect. So it, it looks like a yellow canvas with a perfectly gradiated black like uh, eye shape in the middle of it. And then you get up closer and you, you, at a distance, you're like, this is fucking stupid. This is the garbage that I'm talking about. But then you realize that what you're appreciating isn't actually the painting at all. It's the lack of painting because it's mm -hmm. perfectly black. It's a remarkable gradient into solid yellow. And it was pretty cool. Like, that say. shit's actually cool because someone actually thought that that's, yeah like, i'm just talking about like yeah. i'm gonna glue like a fucking glass box together and like, yeah. there's just nothing in the box and like no i i glued it together it's not like, special that's fucking stupid yeah all right so we should do it too gentlemen Definitely. i have picked the documentary for our our 204th episode <gasps> wait can i one more thing yeah. no sure oh, cool. go ahead all right What's your favorite doc that we watched this year? Oh, God damn. Like, is there just an immediate standout? I would have to look at all the ones we watched this year. Oh, I asked us to do that. I know, but we would have, that would have taken way too long. It would have been very, <laughs> that would have been very boring to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, yeah. Here, let me just do a quick search. 2023. Uh, um, let's see. Um, oh no I, I mean like I, 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 probably you know what Muscle Shoals I think really? yeah, yeah that was cool. Muscle Shoals is probably my favorite that we've done this year so yeah just I think the decline of western civilization that was with the dude just sitting in the chair smoking mad cigarettes right that was the mm -hmm. punk, the oh, punk one Punk rock. Oh, that's right. Man. Yeah. Fuck punk. 
That was the one with the dude from Fear screaming and spitting on his whole audience for like 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. They played one song and then peaced out. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was pretty amazing. <laughs> I think just because it's like a, a classic favorite of mine, um, Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Yes. Yeah. That was remarkable. Yeah. I had seen it prior, but I've seen it like three or four times and every single time it's just, I think it's nostalgic at this point, but it's also just like reverence for craft. And it's, yeah, it's awesome. Ooh, so Winnipeg, man, cause yeah. I, remember, I never actually saw that. And it was like, just such a, even when we were in college, Tyler, I think it might've been when it came out. I'm glad you like, brought that up because I was just going to say, one of uh, my coworkers, she's 27, I think, like, was like, oh, you have to see this. This is hilarious. And she showed me this, like, uh, um, Instagram reel. So someone had made it into a meme. It was like, yeah, when you uh, screw something up at work. And it was just like the win- like clips from Winnebago Man and him, like, just yeah. cursing. I, I know like, that original footage. I was like, that. That's the Winnebago Man. She's like, what are you talking about, Winnebago Man? I was like, that's Winnebago Man. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's so funny when you show someone something like that. Oh, no, that's from this. They're like, yeah. what? No, it isn't. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, this is. Or sure it is. Yeah. I've seen a documentary. Yeah. yeah. He's a cool guy, kind of angry. So are, are you guys ready to hear the next one? I yeah, guess so. let's do it. Uh, I think this one's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, I I don't know much about the one subject of it. um, But... I like uh, yeah. I think you're gonna, uh, Mitch. I don't know if you've seen this one before, but you may have. Uh, it's called Hitchcock Truffaut. No. So it is about a a book that uh, what's his name? Um, Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock. Oh. But Francois Truffaut wrote a book in 1966 called Cinema According to Hitchcock. So oh, okay. so basically, this documentary is just current directors talking uh, about how that book like shaped their, oh, their filmmaking. Cool. Oh, neat. That's yeah. Be awesome. yeah. Like there's directors like Wes Anderson, David Fincher, um, uh, cool. Kur- Kurosawa, Richard Linklater, uh, Scorsese, Paul Schrader. Um, wow. Yeah. All right. So, Hell yeah. so I think this one's going to be kind of cool. Cool. What was it? Hitchcock. What'd you say? Hitchcock Truffaut. Cool. Truffaut? Truffaut? Truffaut. Uh, yeah. So that Sweet. is, uh, we'll be watching uh, next week. So apparently it's on Tubi. Oh, it looks like. Fuck yeah, man. Right yeah. on. Tubi's the shit. Okay. Well, well, gentlemen, thank you for 200 episodes. Uh, we will keep this train rolling. And uh, this is 203, and we will start 204 next week. Oh, yeah. Thank you to yeah. everyone listening. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, give us some 200-episode love. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Okay. Uh, see you, uh, gentlemen, next week. Later. Later. Peace.